0: Welcome home. I'm Dr. Tama, a minister, licensed psychologist, and sacred artist, and this is Homecoming, a podcast to facilitate your journey home to yourself. While I will provide weekly inspiration and mental health tips, this podcast is not a substitute for therapy. I'm so excited you're on the journey. If you want to request specific topics or share your progress, email me at homecomingpodcasts at gmail.com. Also, after you listen, be sure to like, subscribe, and share. Let's begin. Welcome home, cojourners. I'm glad you're here for another episode. And we have two poems this week, and they are both from our international listeners. And so the first poem is from Rayana. And Rayana is writing to us from Saudi Arabia. And an excerpt from Rayana's poem reads, Day by day, I feel God's love. I sought guidance and you guided me. The grace of guidance blessed heart. Surely everything will be all right. Day by day, God keeps me. It's the intercessor. It's the companion. I called upon you and did my best through the blessing of knowing you lit up my path. This is indeed the most beautiful path. Oh, this is beautiful. Rayana, I thank you so much for your piece and talking about the holistic aspect of the homecoming. right? And this is something we've touched on, that homecoming is not only the psychological, but it's also the spiritual and finding those places in our heart and the things that illuminate, that light our path as we continue on this journey home. And so what a gift. I really am happy that all the way in Saudi Arabia that you are a co-journer. And so we're glad to have you. And our second poem is from Egypt. And this is from Amina Sitki in Egypt. And Amina's poem reads, it's time to take your mask off that you wore too soon. It's time to clock off and let your soul bloom. Before letting it go through, pay your respects because it's due. As it has served you tons, but now you have you. You better come on, Amina. <laughs> yes, this is really, really wonderful, this metaphor of the mask, right? And when we are not living from our authentic place, often we feel disconnected or we feel that who we are is unacceptable. And so we have to cover it up. And even though, as you say in your poem, those masks or the false self, it serves a purpose. But then when we get back home to ourselves, when you said, and now you have you, So we don't have to perform or pretend anymore that we have that freedom, that liberation to be authentic. And so I am grateful that Amina is representing for Egypt. Absolutely glad that you are here. So whether we think of the holistic journey with Rayana's poem, Mind, Body, Spirit, or whether we think about Amina's poem and us laying down our falsehoods, releasing our falsehoods, and coming home to our authentic selves. This is purposeful living, right? This is authentic living. And it is my hope for each of us. And so on today, our topic is going to be healing yourself and your relationship in the aftermath of infidelity so healing from infidelity or unfaithfulness in relationships and i have received this request from a couple of you and uh, because infidelity is uh, so common unfortunately i know that uh, many of you may benefit uh, from the tips that i'm going to share and so i am uh, grateful that you all are here as you think about uh, the journey in healing. We've talked about uh, different types of uh, loss and grief and trauma um, and infidelity can also uh, be traumatizing, can be very disruptive, um, can be uh, heartbreaking, can break your trust, uh, can really uh, cause you to be in a place of despair. So I'm going to give some tips that are for the individual and then some tips that are for the couple if you are trying to rebuild, restore, uh, reconnect, uh, trying to sustain the relationship. And uh, that is a choice uh, that people will have to come to for themselves. If your relationship ends up ending it, whether you ended it or the other person ended it, we have a different episode, an earlier episode, that is on healing from breakups and divorce. So if that's the path you're on, you want to check out that episode. Uh, On today, I'm going to focus more on uh, those who are trying to remain, trying to stay, trying to rebuild, and looking at uh, how you can heal and how you can work on uh, healing the relationship. All right. So let's take a cleansing breath to just center in to where we are in the moment. And I want to first name uh, that being cheated on can really uh, be devastating, can be very um, overwhelming, upsetting, can break your confidence. Uh, break co- your confidence, not only in yourself, but in the relationship. Uh, for some people, um, it is shocking and sudden. And for some of you, you may have had growing suspicion for a while. Um, and then for some people, it was you know, very blatant and kind of uh, in your face. Um, and so you have multiple layers Uh, that you may be dealing with in the aftermath. So the first thing that I want to encourage you to do is to uh, feel your feelings, to give yourself permission to feel. Uh, Because sometimes uh, in order to survive or because you may be in such shock, um, you might go into this like, I don't care, right? And sometimes that I don't care is a a, a wall and a barrier of trying to protect yourself. Uh, Sometimes people jump into busyness or distraction, um, either the busyness of work or distracting yourself with other people's lives or distracting yourself with with a number of things that can pull at your attention. Um, And I want to encourage you to leave space for you And to not feel uh, this pressure to pretend to be fine or pretend to be unbothered. Um, But to actually feel and to know there can be a mixture of feelings that come up. And so there can be the shock of like when you never thought this person would do that. Or perhaps it happened before and they assured you it would never happen again. Um, And so that, that um, devastation of like, I thought I knew you, or I thought I knew us, uh, there can also be irritation and anger um, that for some people, you know, this feeling of rage and frustration uh, for on multiple accounts, you know, what you um, feel in terms of the betrayal, also what you feel as it relates to the way the relationship was going prior to this. And I know there are a range of experiences. For some of you, you may have thought like the relationship or the marriage was fine or even good, and then this comes up. Um, which is even more shocking and like what in the world happened. And then there are those of you who um, the relationship has been unfulfilling or you have felt disrespected on multiple levels. And then this comes to uh, kind of be the icing on the cake or the final blow or an additional blow um, that is in a long line um, of dissatisfactions that you have had. Uh, For some of you, there is a feeling of fear, Uh, the fear of uh, will this person leave you for the other person, Uh, fear of sexually transmitted diseases, Um, the fear of what does this mean about you, Um, you as a person emotionally, but also fear as it relates to your stability in life. If you thought this was who you were going to do life with, then suddenly that boat gets rocked of like, is this my person? Is this my future? What? How is this going to affect the children? How is this going, if you have children, how is it going to uh, affect me financially? How is it going to affect my health? Um, And then fear related to other people's opinions, right? Um, Of who knows and what do they know and uh, quote unquote, who are they supporting or whose side are they on? Uh, So there can be uh, that sense of panic. Uh, And I also know some of you are in the circumstance where you actually know the person who was involved, right? The other person. And so uh, there can be this fear of uh, not only can I trust my partner, but then like, can I trust this other person? Like I thought that either that was my friend or my family member or a coworker, whoever it was, a member of your church, whoever they are. Um, And so this feeling of uh, anxiety and stress about who, if anybody is trustworthy Um, for those who like, um, was it Rayana's poem was talking about God. So people who um, have faith, they're essential to them, can also start to have questions and doubts about like, you know where was god in all of this or like how how did this happen if you try to be a good person uh there can be the pain and there's actually research that documents you know heartache right actually not only being emotionally painful but it can show up in your physical body right feeling distressed um and whatever symptoms it is that, that shows up body ache back ache grinding your teeth insomnia Picking at your hair or losing your hair, people picking at their skin, um, skin uh, breaking out, different ways that stress shows up in our bodies. Um, Some of you may have experienced depression and just having difficulty uh, motivating and mobilized, um, feeling stuck, not only emotionally, but physically, like hard to get out of the bed, right? Hard to focus or concentrate. Um, that things that you used to enjoy or found pleasurable are really not having any meaning before. And then a sense of confusion, right? Confusion about what to do and what to feel. And this is not who I thought I would be. This is not the kind of relationship I thought I would be in. This is not who I thought I was with. And so all of those things are whirling. And so um, I invite you to give yourself permission and space to even feel the grief, you know, grieving the loss of either what you used to have or what you thought you had, but never had, right? So for some people, they will say, oh, this, it was good. And then things went south, right? Or things uh, became destructive or negative. And then some people uh, get information that lets them know that, you know, pretty much the entire time it was not what they thought it was. And so, whether you are grieving what used to be or what never was, to give yourself space for that is so uh, important. You are a human being and a person with feelings, and those feelings matter. You know, those feelings count whether someone has apologized or not. Because sometimes people think, you know, an apology will be like a magic pill and say like, well, I apologize. You should be over it. But um, it hurts on such a deep level and it um, takes time. It is a process uh, that you work through and then there may be reminders down the road that bring it all back up. And so to be patient with yourself and your partner, if they are trying to stay in it and rebuild, will also need to be patient about your process, right? Because, um, you know, breaking trust can happen instantly, but to rebuild it is not an instant thing. And sometimes whether from a faith perspective or personality perspective, you might feel this pressure to instantly say, I'm over it, let's just move forward. Um, But emotionally, physically, spiritually, uh, it can still be present and show up, right? And so uh, the next thing I want to encourage you to do is to not feel the need to make Uh, an instant or quick decision, right? As I name, one of the things is confusion about what what do I want to do, right? Um, Do I want to believe this person? Do I want to uh, rebuild? What what will that mean about me, right? And and what does that mean for my future? These are big, big questions. And so I invite you uh, to not only give yourself compassion, and grace, but also to give yourself the gift of time, right? The gift of time to get centered and to get still and to gain clarity um, about what is, like not, not what your fantasy is, not what your hope is, but like what actually is in the present as it relates to this relationship. And then also so that you can get clarity to see and hear like where this other person is, right? and and what it what is the truth, right? And what is the possibility of a path forward. And so um, space and time um, is important for consideration. Um, and in terms of you know how much space or what that space looks like, for each person, that's going to be different, right? Some people need time um, apart from the person so they can get clear in their head. Um, and some people feel like if I take physical space, then I'm never going to come back. So let's just stay in it and try to work it out. And people have kind of done it both ways. Um, and so it's for no, no one is the expert on you, but you, right? So to give yourself Uh, time to reflect and to be honest with yourself, not what you think they want or what you think other people want you to do, but in terms of what you need, right? What you need and to try not to give a mixed message, right? To try to say what you actually want, because sometimes people will say they want space, but they really want the person to fight for them or they will say, you know, let's just move forward, but they really needed space. And it's also understandable that sometimes you may be confused, right? So you may say you wanted one thing, but if your awareness shifts, then you want to uh, communicate and express, you know, I know I said this is what I needed or wanted, but this is actually where I am now, right? Um, And so communicating as you are taking the time and space that you need. Um, I also want to name the importance of support, um, but you have to be selective um, about who you share with, right? Um, So some people will say, oh, don't tell anyone because then if you end up staying, then you'll look bad or people will think badly of you. Well, that depends on the kind of friends and family you have. Right. You you want the kind of support where uh, wherever you land, that these are people who are going to be for you. Right. So not people who are going to decide for you or dictate for you, uh, but instead, um, people who say, I want the best for you. I want you to be treated well. I want you to feel loved and know you are deserving of love. And so if that ends up being in this relationship, I'm here for it. If that ends up meaning you're leaving this relationship, I'm here for it. So it only becomes a problem to share with people if the people you share with feel like they have a right to make your decisions for you, right? But it can be so helpful to not be suffering in silence because when you're brokenhearted, often... You know, your view can be slanted. It's hard to get perspective. And so sometimes you just need to be able to say it out loud, right? Instead of, because when you're keeping the secret in part, um, it can feel like either this shame of like, I'm embarrassed and don't want people to know because then it means something negative about me. Or sometimes we are keeping a secret because you're being so protective of the other person that. Uh, the person who cheated becomes the priority, right? Their wellness becomes the priority, even though you're suffering in silence. And so, you know, I wouldn't say that, you know, you run around and indiscriminately just tell whoever, but to be thoughtful and if you're spiritual, you can be thoughtful and prayerful about who are the people who I can confide in that will be a safe space for me who ultimately just want uh, goodness for my life. Whatever that ends up being, that's, you know, that's where they are, that's what they want. Um, and if you don't have a family member or friend like that, or even if you do, um, therapy can also be a safe space for you to talk your way through your process, right? To figure it out of like, where am I? in all of this, right? Um, To be able to grieve, but also to start to figure out what is my way forward? What is the path forward either for me as an individual or for us as a couple, right? Um, And so uh, being intentional about finding community, I will say along with therapy, there also are support groups uh, can be helpful Uh, so that you are hearing from people who have had similar experiences. Um, You may also have friends, because I did say, unfortunately, it is common. So you you likely have friends who have been through this. But I would just caution you that you and your friend are not twins. And so sometimes when people have gone through it, they can want you to do what they did. And that may not be what's best for you right? So it can be helpful to know you're not alone. You're not the only one who has been in this place. And at the same time, you want to keep checking in with yourself to know there may be similarities with you and your friend or you and your cousin or relative, Um, but you also are a unique being and your relationship is unique and not identical to their relationship. And so then you'll need to do some reflection of, in what ways um, that can their path help me on my path? And in what ways might our paths be different? I would also encourage you uh, to not jump to seeking revenge, right? Sometimes the thought is, well, they did it to me, so I'm going to, you know, go out and have revenge sex, right? I'm going to go find someone and then it'll be even, right? And so, uh in in that state of hurt and panic, that logic can feel like it makes sense. Um, But often uh, whether you end up moving forward as an individual or as a couple, uh, those kind of revenge encounters can be destructive um, for you emotionally. um, And then also if you choose to rebuild, it just adds in another layer of what you all will have to work through um, in your healing process, and um, of course, if you're listening to it, to this and that has already happened, you know, then it will just be additional work that individually and collectively uh, you all will need to do to find your path forward. Um, it's also going to be important to not, to uh, take care of yourself, to not neglect your needs. I mentioned feeling your feelings. But also, sometimes you're in such a place of devastation um, that people lose their appetite, uh, can't sleep, can't focus, aren't doing anything uh, for themselves, you know, may have that kind of sense of disconnection, you know, where your heart feels um, hard or um, just feeling tearful all the time or feeling checked out um, because you're so overwhelmed. And so, getting back to the basics of um, did I eat today, right? Maybe I need to drink some water, drink some hot tea. Um, If I take vitamins, did I take my vitamins today? Um, Can I stretch or move my body? Walking or exercising uh, can help because we've talked about embodied healing before, but a lot of times that stress and grief and panic are in your body. And so being able to dance or move or cycle or walk or yoga uh, can help you to uh, release some of what you're holding. Um, And so being careful about um, not turning to or trying not to choose um, overeating or um, abuse of substances um, or engaging in anything that ends up making you feel worse, right? That's the vicious cycle is sometimes we turn to something for relief And um, then when it is something unhealthy or something not in moderation, it can end up adding to your despair, right? So trying to get on a schedule, even if you have trouble falling asleep, to try to spend some time where you are laying down, letting your body rest, even if your mind is racing or your mind is blank, to give your body permission to be still, right? So that you um, will try to restore It also is important to uh, resist blaming yourself um, for other people's choices, right? Everybody gets to choose uh, the way they show up in a relationship or the way they show up in a marriage. And I want you to know that there are people um, who are very upfront and honest about um, not having major complaints about their marriage or about the relationship and still uh, choosing to be uh, deceptive in being with other people. Notice I'm saying deceptive as opposed to people who are in um, an agreed upon open relationship. But um, when we're talking about infidelity and unfaithfulness, we're talking about um, people lying, uh, people being deceptive, people not following through with what they had agreed upon or what they had vowed to do. Um, And so, um, to, you know, some people have done a lot of um, painful internal damage, especially if they know who the person is or have seen the person into this like comparison thing of feeling like you're not beautiful enough or not exciting enough or not uh, not enough, right? And I want you to know uh, that you are deserving of love, of care, of respect, um, of being uh, pursued, of being wanted, um, of being desired, right? Um, and so to try to uh, release the pull um, to beat up on yourself, right, or to um, to, you know, it will affect often uh, your self-esteem or sense of self-worth, uh, but being intentional about rebuilding that. Um, it is also important, Um, if you all have kids, to whatever extent is possible, not involve them in all the details of what is happening. Uh, Some people um, will use their children um, either for their emotional support. So the child has become like their therapist or the child, they're trying to make their child their best friend. Um, And so children can feel the weight and pressure Of their parents mental health or they can feel this pull to have to choose of like who who are you gonna be loyal to or who you know who are you going to reject and who are you going to choose and that's unfair we don't want to put that weight on children um you know it's one thing if a person has directly done things that are negative as it relates to parenting um but that it is possible or um, there to be uh, issues in the relationship without pouring all of that uh, onto the children. And some people will say, oh, I'm just being honest and they have a right to know. Well, it's really important to um, consider the age of your children and what really is the motivation when a lot of details are being given to children as it relates to this issue um and so being careful um that the the motivation as it relates to them is for them as opposed to um your own needs um then it is important on a practical level um to get tested for um STDs uh sexually transmitted diseases and infections a lot of people um don't want to deal with that reality Um, but that can be a part of what you are left facing. And so um, I encourage you to take care of your health and that both of you should definitely get um, a full medical screen and then you can figure out from there um, what, if anything, needs to be done. Um, And then it is important for um, the person who um, was unfaithful to sit with um, their reasons. And often, uh, it may not be a complicated reason, which can be unsatisfying to the person who was cheated on, um, but sometimes it is people just wanting more. Um, you know, it's like, oh yeah, this has been fine, I've, I'm with you, but this was uh, something different. And so the different made it exciting or it being unrelated to household responsibilities or obligations uh, made it exciting. Some people, um, based on gender socialization, um, were kind of raised with the idea that, you know, um, all men do, and so it's just something to do. And, you know, I've counseled people who will say, men who will say they don't have a friend who doesn't, that that's what everyone does. So that's kind of their why, it was more like a why not. Um, which, of course, for the person who's cheated on can be a very dissatisfying answer. But it's important to get at that root of whatever, uh, whatever is going on it, with that person. Because, you know, if you're, if you're going to say going forward, this is something that we don't want to be a part of the relationship. Uh, in order to address that, we need to know, like, the, the, the mindset that led you to that place. Right. Because in order to have a shift in behavior, there has to be a shift in thinking. Right. If, if your thoughts about it haven't changed um, and also some perspective taking, because often there is not um, a thought about the partner. Now, I do want to name that men are not the only ones that cheat. OK, that women and people who are gender nonconforming um, have also been unfaithful. Um, I was just naming sometimes gender roles. Um, That some people have been taught this idea of what is acceptable or who can and who can't. Um, And so looking into that, and let me say, if you have a partner who has cheated, who is not very self-reflective, and you keep pulling at them for an answer, often it's not that they're unwilling to tell you, it's they haven't really given it much thought, right? You know, they may just say, like, I just did it or it was just available right? And so um, that especially in the immediate aftermath, when this person has not really done their internal work, there's not really uh, this in-depth answer that they're going to have. But as we think about the journey forward, it's going to be important um, to process through that. And so couples therapy and individual therapy uh, can really be important. Um, I will say that Um, For some people who have been cheated on, they want to know the full story. Some people will say, like, I don't want the details because then that's going to, like, play in my head. Um, But some people, in order to move forward, they need the information. So I would say for the person who has been unfaithful, if you're trying to rebuild, you're going to need to answer their questions. Because when you refuse to answer, it makes people feel like you're still lying or that you're not trustworthy or they don't know how to go forward because they feel like the information is missing, right? So communication is important. There also may be a need if you're trying to build, um, there might be a need for greater accountability or more checking in um, because there is going to be like this panic sense of like, where are you? How will I know that's where you are? Or, um, you know, how can I trust it? And so if it feels like there's more surveillance to not respond with tension of like, I apologize, stop watching me, right? If you're trying to rebuild trust, there may be, um, you know, more kind of intensity around checking in um, because the trust has been broken. And so if you really um, uh, feel badly about what you did, um then you're you're going to need to be open to that instead of you know acting like the victim who is being harassed because now you're having to call and check in more or you know answer questions more because this you know this is the circumstance that has been created right that in many ways that you have created so um to to accept the consequence of that right to accept the consequence of the broken trust. Um, for you all to not try to just fix it with sex. Sometimes there's this idea that, oh, it was just about sex. So if I just make the sex more exciting, now we're all better. You know, we're going to think about things holistically. So the sexual intimacy part is a part of it. And of course, after infidelity, that can be hard for many people to re-engage. But you want to think about you know, emotional fulfillment, about the sexual fulfillment, about conversation, about quality time, and not um, denying what happened, not pretending it didn't happen. And finally, I would say it's going to be important to start trying to create some new, beautiful memories, right? If, if the last thing we have together is this disruption, then in a lot of ways, it, we can not see a reason to move forward, right? So um, we need to try to nourish uh, the relationship, to try to do uh, some things together, to uh, spend quality time doing things that uh, you all enjoy to kind of remember what was the point, right? Why, why did we like each other before? Like, what was it like to, to love each other before? And is that person, you know, is a part of that person still in there? Right. So in some ways, rediscovering and reconnecting with each other um, so that uh, you can uh, have that inspiration and motivation to continue through the hard part, knowing uh, that it's worth it. Right. If there is the belief that what we have fundamentally is worth the effort. And so that's what we're here for. Right. Well, I am so glad that you all are listening on today. And if you are facing the aftermath of unfaithfulness, um, whether you are now single or whether you are trying to rebuild in the relationship, I want you to know that I extend my heart and my thoughts to you. And if you are the person that was unfaithful and find yourself in that aftermath, which Uh, Being caught can also be a devastation of trying to figure out what's going to happen from here. And so I want you to know that I'm uh, very much aware of the challenges um, that you are in in this moment as well. And I am hoping for all of us to get to a place of wholeness and wellness and truth so that we can discover what it means to really love people, not only in words, but in action, and also to love ourselves. I invite your soul to tell your heart, mind, body, and spirit, welcome home.